Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Hello and welcome to Hysteria. I'm Erin Ryan. This week, Alyssa Mastromonaco, Ziwe Famuto, and Samantha Irby join to ask the following questions. What do the Koch brothers have to do with all those anti-stay-at-home order protests? Does quarantine shaming actually help anything? And how many sanities has Fiona Apple's new album saved? Answers to these and more right now. It's day 17,529 of the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, I'm once again having a normal one. I've bookmarked a Wikipedia article about famous people who faked their own deaths, and I have been reading it daily. It's very interesting. I also think this one specific hummingbird has been stalking me because he's always outside of my bedroom window at a specific time of day, and I don't trust him. Uh, But there's more important stuff going on in the world, and thank God for the person I'm about to talk about that with. Former White House Deputy Chief of Staff under President Obama and unabashed Armageddon superfan Alyssa Mastermonico. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Aaron. Um, so you want to know a realization I had this week it has nothing to do with politics. Please. What is it? Um, okay. So like the longer I know a person, the less formal I am with them. Like usually, like if I've known somebody for 10 years, I never even use their first name. It's like yeah, of course. one of 20 nicknames, but the longer I know a dog, the more formal I am with them. Like, Okay. Like Luca, I refer to him as sir, or like I'll walk into a room and I'll say, oh my goodness. Well, I'm not prepared to greet the gentleman. (laughs) I would say that the longer I know an animal, just the longer their name becomes. Okay. Like Shrummy started out as Shrummy. And by the time he passed away, he was Shrummy Porchetta Monkey Butt. (laughs) Okay. That all makes perfect sense to me. It is. It's all on his urn too, just FYI. Oh, really? Do you have a a cat urn? Obviously. What am I, a savage? (laughs) Okay. Fair, fair, fair. That was was fair pushback. (laughs) So this weekend, there were people in a bunch of different states who were protesting, um, protesting the government's attempts to keep us from dying of a preventable and very contagious disease. Is that right? It's fair. Yeah. It's accurate. Yeah. It was, uh, there were, there were states, I didn't realize there were, there were protests in California. Um, I wasn't aware of those Michigan, Kentucky, Minnesota, Virginia, Utah, North Carolina, Ohio, Colorado, Illinois, Florida, Tennessee, and Washington. Alyssa, what do you think the anti stay at home order protests were about? Well, I'd like to say that all those people who felt totally fucking fine going out in public without masks on 
Um, probably could have done greater good for their communities if they had like fucking just packed some bags of food for people or dropped things off for people who are infirmed and shut in. But no, I think that they, it's like, this is the problem. In the beginning of the week, I have a very good friend who is a Democrat, but she's very conservative. And she sends me this text message and it's like the fucking Democrats, they're making fun of these people at these protests and these people, they're just, you know, concerned about their jobs and their money and, you know, they're scared for the future. And I was like, the fuck is she talking about? And so I did some research and I like had to send her some new articles. And I was like, you know, this shit is backed by the Koch brothers and like the Trump campaign. And this is just fucked up. This has nothing to do with people and their jobs. This is like some bizarro liberty argument, which is really just... Donald Trump wanting to get the economy back so that he can have a reasonable argument for running for president. And Mm -hmm. um, once she got off Facebook, (laughs) she uh, agreed that like this was actually pretty fucked up, but like pretty well done on the part of the Republicans that so many people thought that it was like this legitimate we're hard done by, which so many people are. That's what I think so gross and disingenuous about it. There are people really struggling and these people were making it a thousand times worse by being outside without masks, not socially distancing. It's like COVID denying deniers. They're COVID deniers because you can only mm. be a COVID denier if you think being outside, uh, well, not outside, but in massive groups of people without any sort of protective situation is a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it was about as grassroots as the Brady Bunch's AstroTurf Um, it was, and you're right. It's, it's the same groups that were behind the tea party. It's the billionaires who, um, really need people to go to work in order for them to continue to be billionaires. And they don't really care if some of those people who go to work die of something preventable because human beings are pretty expendable when you're somebody who has so much money that you could literally spend the rest of your life fucking around and, and lose all of it. Look, the thing that, that bothered me is like, we live in an age where up until this year, it was pretty possible for most people to live inside a reality of their own design. Mm-hmm. For most people. I think if you're a person who has any level of privilege and comfort in the US, you could just choose to live in a Fox News cocoon or an MSNBC cocoon, or one of the cocoons of the like, oh, wait until it's Mueller time, one of those people on on Twitter, you know? But COVID has been the ultimate, no, this is the reality moment. And like, look, I would love to live in an era when we could just go into a big crowd and raw dog with the air, (laughs) but we can't right now. Like we can't, and no matter how much you want that to be the reality, that is not the reality and choosing to live in your own reality that is contrary to the real reality puts other people's lives at risk. And it makes me feel, did you watch like footage of the, of of course I did, you know, I'm not feeling very good. And I thought the perfect antidote to not feeling good would be fucking going down a rabbit hole of Trumper videos. Yeah. Like (laughs) the video of the guy who was like, you can't even buy grass seed. And he seemed like he was getting choked up, which by the way, let me just put a pause in that because agriculture stores are deemed essential. You can buy fucking grass seed at Lowe's and Walmart and like the Agway. So that I saw that one and I was like, you're fucking lying. Also, you can get it at Walmart, which is open. Right. In, in, in they're Michigan. open. 
it, which is, it's like, maybe he has a preferred grass seed store that he's really sad that he can't go to. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but it was all, you know, and the thing I think that for so many of us, we all know someone who's either gotten really sick from COVID, have friends or family or people we know who are on the front lines, right? So it just seems really fucking disrespectful. Like, why are you making it worse for those people who are just like going into work every day by spewing and aerosolizing your disgusting germs all over the state capitol? I thought that the signs that were like, I want a haircut were particularly ridiculous because honestly, after all of the, I want a haircut signs that I saw in protests in Michigan, Minnesota, et cetera, even though dearly love people from both of those places, I'm talking about the idiots of those places. I, as a Californian do not ever want to hear another word from those people about us being fucking superficial, you know? Ever. Don't call us like the latte sipping whatever, because guess what? My fucking gray growth, you can't see it because I hid it from you today, is like two inches long. And guess what? I'm going to fucking survive. My split ends are as long as my bangs used to be. And it's okay. It's It's like, also it's going to be fine. It is going to be fine. Also, wow. I know. I told you it's like super gray. So here's, here's something just to get back to like the protests and, and it sort of, it sort of seemed to me like watching it and now knowing that, um, that the people behind this were the same people behind the tea party. Um, how do we talk to people who actually do want to protest some of these lockdown orders like your friend? I mean, did you feel like coming armed with facts was an effective way Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what the problem is, is that people look, my friend is an empathetic person and she was feeling empathy for these people. It's just that there was actually nothing to feel empathy for. Because, you know, the other thing that wasn't like super widely reported, but they started these protests on April 15th, which is exactly when the Tea Party, of course, launched theirs in 2009. And so Mm -hmm. when you kind of connected all the dots, she's like, this is fucked up. And I was like, exactly. So I think that if people truly want to protest, I feel like they should call their members of Congress from the safety of their home. That Mm -hmm. would be my protest. Write some letters, call your members of Congress. I just don't think that since you don't know whether you are an asymptomatic carrier, you should just not be out in massive groups of people Mm -hmm. spewing your hate, literally spewing. Um, And what do you make of states like Georgia and uh, Florida that are already trying to relax um, stay-at-home orders? Like, I I I mean... I think that the interesting thing is that it seems that much of it was not done in consultation with local municipalities because so many governors in these states seem very concerned with these opening the sort of opening up, but also they're not phasing it in a way that makes any sense compared to anything we've heard from any medical expert. So Georgia, you know, if they wanted to start opening up things like car dealerships, you know, things that are sort of more essential or, or things that, that aren't like in close proximity, but like fucking tattoo parlors, you got to open up tat- body art shops, like really massage parlors, fucking mani-pedi, like those are not things like, look, Could my feet use some tender loving care? They definitely could. I have a fucking situation going on up here. But like there is (laughs) in no way do I want to, do I feel that we're in any way ready to expose each other to that level of like 
intimate contact. And so I think that these are people who are just, they're COVID deniers. And also like even from the math, their cases haven't been going down for the last 14 days. They've been going up. So it seems like these are people who are hardcore Trumpers who feel, think, or have heard from people that this is what he wants. And so they're doing it and putting other people at risk, which is Mm -hmm. fucked up. And it's kind of a backdoor way to have a Trump rally uh, during a time when you can't really have Trump rallies. And it seems to me like all of this is so craven and soulless. Like it's all in the service of getting a guy reelected they're so committed to the idea, like people are so committed to the idea that their decision to support Trump must have been the right decision, that they have to do everything to retroactively justify it. It's like psychologically, it's crazy to me. Or how about the fact that these people all seem to identify a fundamental, which is that the only way he's going to get reelected is if somehow the stock market starts doing better. Like, can you imagine like that is literally the only thing he has going for him at all. And so they're like, we need to bring everything back so people can buy stuff so the stock market can go back up to 29,000 so that he can win again. And like, if people die, that's sad. I mean, it's, oh, oh, it's makes, this makes me so mad. And it doesn't even include the lunatics in these states who aren't closing down these like massive hotspots at food plants and other places where like, we're like 75% of the population's testing positive for this. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I truly, I'm, I'm struggling to understand the, the connection that these people must feel to the stock market. Because, on one hand, if you're worried about being on unemployment, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you don't own individual stocks. So, like, what, wh- who are you worried about? Like, why are you sacrificing yourself on the altar of like billionaires? I mean. Have you ever seen um, like a, a female celebrity say something sort of dumb on social media and she's getting kind of roasted for it? And then in the mentions, there are all these men kind of jumping to white knight in her defense. Yeah, You know, it's like the yeah. all, the, the response to that is like, she's never going to fuck you, dude. Like, that's how I ever. feel about all. That's how I feel about all of these people who clearly are in an economic position where they are vulnerable to this sort of a market slowdown. Like sucking up to billionaires and doing the bidding of billionaires. Like she's never going to fuck you, dude. Like, what do you think these guys, what do you think the billionaires are going to do for you? It's literally the equivalent of there's no such thing as trickle down. <laughs> like, no, like, I mean, these people getting richer is not going to somehow fucking hook you up. And guess what? You don't need another four years of Donald Trump to make it happen. It's kind of like Trump was like, look, you'd be feeling the trickle down by now if it weren't for the COVID. So you need to give me four more years so that you can feel the effects of trickle down. And like, it's not happening. Ruth's Chris got all the fucking bailout money. It's not coming for you. Uh, it's not even that good of steaks, man. Like if it's you're not, gonna go it's eat like meat, swimming in butter. Not that I have anything not, against butter, but ugh. the olive garden of steakhouses for sure. Um, okay. Do we have any toasts and roasts this week? I have a toast. Okay, let's do it. I wanted to toast Gail King because okay. every morning I wake up and I'm like, 
you know, you wake up and you're like, fuck, what is today going to bring? And all I know is, is that for two hours every morning, Gail King brings me the news and some empathy and she's smart and she's funny. And I just, I fucking love her. And I toast you, Gail King. Okay. I can, I can join in that toast. I don't have a, I don't have a separate toast. I mean, pretty much my whole life is like a series of roasts at this point. I'm actually (laughs) slow roasting. I'm like a turkey on Thanksgiving. And by the end of all of this, I'm going to be very tender and juicy and everyone's (laughs) going to want to take a nap. Um, Okay. Let's, let's take a break, Alyssa. And when we come back, we'll be joined by another person and we'll get more into life under quarantine and when shaming goes too far. So stick around. We'll be right back. This episode of Hysteria is brought to you by Sakara. Are you working from home? You can stay healthy, focused, and energized with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door from Sakara. So the other week I tried to go grocery shopping and it was a stressful, time-consuming disaster. And I, when I got to the grocery store, the food that I wanted was really picked over It is so much easier to just be able to rely on a service to bring you healthy, nutritious food to your home rather than having to brave the nightmare of the grocery store right now. And for that, I recommend Saqqara. Sakara is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what you eat. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition into your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals. Made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods, each meal is expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get skin glowing. From hearty salads and nutrient-dense granolas to savory flatbreads and seasonal fruit parfaits, their ever-changing menu of creative, chef-crafted meals makes clean eating delicious. All of Sakara's meals are 100% plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. In addition to their delicious meals, Sakara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. To boost immunity, try their best-selling daily probiotic blend or detox water drops with pure chlorophyll. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com slash hysteria or enter code hysteria at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash hysteria to get 20% off your order. Sakara.com slash hysteria. This episode is brought to you by IQ Bar. Power up your life with superior brain and body nutrition products from IQ Bar. Their plant protein bars are the perfect low-carb breakfast. Their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks replenish electrolytes. And their IQ Joe Mushroom Coffees will keep you focused all day long. Start each day right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. IQ Bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. All their products are entirely free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners. And today, Hysteria listeners get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text HYSTERIA to 64000. One thing I love about IQ Bar is, first of all, right now it's really dry where I am. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to stay hydrated. I just like, I'll just be going through my day and I'll be like, why am I so like... Parched. I'm parched. I'm in a bad mood. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And it's, ah, 
You got to drink some water. You got to stay hydrated. I really like their IQ Mix Zero Sugar Hydration Drinks because it allows me to rehydrate myself at a time yeah. when I feel like the atmosphere is trying to take all my moisture away. Well, and sometimes you need more than just water. Sometimes you need more more than just water. I also love IQ bars because I love a portable breakfast. I love a grab-and-go breakfast. No dishes. Love something I can walk around holding and eating. I like something I can eat in my car without endangering the lives of me and every other motorist on the road. A breakfast burrito. <laughs> not, not the safest thing to eat behind the wheel. IQ bar, go ahead and do it. Good for you. Great ingredients. Helps you... Stay focused and alert throughout the day. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you don't have to dirty any dishes. Refuel smarter with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. That's seven IQ Bars, four IQ Mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our special podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ Bar products plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text Hysteria to 64000. Get your discount. Text Hysteria to 64000. That's H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. And welcome back. We have reached the Brady Bunch part. I make so many Brady Bunch references now. I need a new, I need to start watching a new old show. Well, I mean, Aaron, I think you and I know that I have taken the Little House references to an extreme. So it's, sure. maybe it's just our thing. It might, it might be. Well, let me welcome the third member of our panel of experts on being in this panel today. <laughs> uh, she is coming to us from the East Coast, coming to us with uh, elbow-length gloves on. It's Thank you. Your, your <laughs> friend and mine, Z-Way Fumudo. Welcome, Z-Way. Hi, guys. Hey, thanks for having me again. I love doing this show with y'all. Oh, same. How are you doing? I'm swell. I just did my makeup because why not? Um, I'm trying to keep like modicums of normalcy in my life. So I've been contouring. Um, that's pretty much it. That's <laughs> all I do. Do you feel like your contouring skills have improved since the beginning of the social distancing? Yes, because I learned that I never knew that people have been lining their lips. Um, I didn't know that that was a task. And so I just discovered that. And I've like entered a world where my lips are like the size of like Kim Zolciak. Like they're huge. (laughs) I'm really, I'm excited for this new world. (laughs) Um, So let's, let's just get right into it because uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this was because I find myself on both sides of this scenario. A lot of times, like I, uh, I love rules sometimes and I hate rules other times and during quarantine and social distancing I feel like the rules have a lot higher stakes around them um like for example uh I learned that Ivanka Trump traveled after telling everybody that nobody should travel and everybody should stay home and build forts out of what yardsticks or whatever the fuck she had her servants do um, (laughs) that she traveled to New Jersey for Passover which is uh something that regular people weren't supposed to be doing, but she did it anyway. And I found myself feeling volcanically mad about that. Um, And I felt like it was good that she was kind of shamed in the media. On the other hand, uh, the other day I was walking down the sidewalk 
I didn't have my mask on because it's Los Angeles and it's not that crowded. And I wasn't within six feet of somebody. And somebody went mask as I walked by. And we were more than we were more than six feet apart. We had room. And that I felt was overkill. So let's talk about quarantine shaming, whether you do it and when it goes too far. Z-Way, have you participated in or been the subject of any quarantine shaming? I quarantine shamed my friend who said that he he lives by himself and he said he was feeling very lonely. And so he'd routinely have a friend over to hang out with him, but he'd have different friends over, which is the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. So I will, I will, it's like when you talk to people who smoke cigarettes, right? You tell them it's bad for them, but you're preaching at a certain point, you're talking to a wall. So I'm saying what I think. And then I, I keep it moving, but I will forever um, talk shit about him on podcasts. What's his name rhyme with? Uh, Adam Powell. Powell. I don't know. I just made that name up. That's not a real name. How about you, Alyssa? Have you done any like particular shaming or uh, have you been shamed at all? Uh, I have not been shamed because I'm a, a pillar. I'm an example of what you want. I always have my mask on. I have my gloves on. There are certain... Like, I think we have to be careful how we shame people because we want everyone to do the right thing. But I don't know about you, where you guys are, but like up here in upstate New York, where I am, you cannot get masks. You cannot get gloves. It's like, I finally found out that like Williams Hardware gets a shipment of gloves in every couple of weeks. And I like show up to try to buy 10 of them, not 10 packs, 10 individuals. And so it's hard because you want to make sure that like, you know, it's almost like fucking being able to have the protective equipment that we need is definitely a privilege. And so I think that that's one thing, but like, you know, if you're at the grocery store, when I didn't have a mask, I tied a bandana around my face and I have my gloves on. And even if you can't have like the disposable gloves, you can still put something on your hands. Um, so I think that, you know, I try to be reasonable about it, but when I see people who just are like, you know, say in the aisle of Walgreens with me when I'm looking for a thermometer and turn around and scream at me that this all came from China. I'm like, where's your fucking mask? Shut the fuck up. Like that's, you know, there's the people who, who are in the COVID denier category and aren't protecting themselves. And then there are maybe people who don't have the resources they need to be able to protect themselves. So with all the time I have on my hands, I try to do that equation when I'm standing there looking at someone. Mm-hmm. Um, Z-Way, I read something funny. You're in New York, right? In the city? Yes. I'm uh, in I, New York City. I read something funny yesterday. Um, so New York City residents during this time of, I guess, like frustration, lockdown, they become a bunch of snitches. Um, I read yesterday that they have submitted, New York City residents have submitted 14,000 complaints about people violating social distancing rules to 311. So they've seen people not social distancing and they've called 311 to tell on people. That is so wild. What do you make of that? I mean, I that is absolutely a lot of energy to devote to snitching. 
but hey, I'm I people everyone's afraid, right? So they're trying they're they're expressing their fear in whatever ways they feel is productive. So for some people it's calling three one one to say that this couple that's walking by their house for five seconds is not doing the right thing. But I don't know how productive that is. I feel like three one one should just like go to a park. Any given park on any given day in New York is full of people not social distancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how effective like tattletaling is. But I I, I respect it. I mean, we don't want to be in this pandemic anymore. I personally have not left my house in three weeks. So, which is a long time. <laughs> so I'm going like absolutely mad. So I understand people, everyone's getting a little wild, mm-hmm. <laughs> little looty tunes. Yeah. Well, also, especially in New York, I mean, it is ground zero for this pandemic and it's only going to stop. It's only going to get to the point where we can start loosening restrictions if everybody kind of like does their part. And so if you, Z-Way, are in your apartment for three weeks and see some fucking moron outside, just like around people without any protective stuff, I mean, I would call someone on them <laughs> or throw something <laughs> i don't know yeah i would get, i should get like a water gun and like <gasps> just like a super soaker and like squirt them you should with, just like, get alcohol. water balloons they should just peg people just i th- i think i think you know what we're all very frustrated but i would stop before condoning assault although it would feel <laughs> cathartic to just peg someone with a water balloon um you know it's like in my group of college friends um that is we've we've been on the same like email listserv. I think everybody has that group of friends. They've been on a listserv since like the year 2002 or whatever. Totally. Um, We are on like a a very active group text chain. And some, one of the ways that, or one of the main topics of conversation, in addition to how everybody's doing or, or, you know, what people's kids are doing has been people noticing people in their communities not obeying social distancing. And then we'll all commiserate about how bad they are. That's like a, it's like a topic of conversation and it's almost like a way for us to kind of get our yayas out a little bit. Like one of my friends uh, lives across the street from a man who uh, I don't want to give too much away, but he's like, you know, he's, she, she lives, social security is <laughs> lives across the street from a man who has a very nice relationship with her family and is great to her kids, but has been having parties and <gasps> she yeah early parties er, early on i know early on in the no, no. um early on oh, in, no, the, no. in the thing i know and so she she had her kid she she gave her kid a dollar to go to the door and yell mr so-and-so you shouldn't have people over and then texted it to the whole text chain and we were all like good for you that's the right <laughs> that's the right kind of snitching um But I mean, do you think that it's a way for us to bond, for all of us to establish like we're being good, those people are being bad? Totally. I mean, I think that there are two, what quarantine has showed us is that there are two camps, the rule followers and the ones who cannot follow a rule to save the gosh damn planet. And so you're watching all of us rule followers like in our like closets, like looking out the window, just pissed off that people aren't obeying the law or obeying rules. Um, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're justified in like commiserating together. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I wish that your that guy wasn't throwing parties, but what can you do? Yeah. I, but I mean, one thing though, that is a little frustrating is that there's always somebody who ruins it for everybody. Like here in LA for at first, when they were doing like shelter in place, the parks weren't closed. Yeah. And so of course everybody was like going to parks and 
there's a big park near where we live and we would go to the park and people were being responsible. Nobody was like laying on top of each other. It was like responsible social distancing, people walking on trails at responsible distances. But after a weekend of pictures of the parks having a lot of people in them, like they got shut down and it felt almost like unfair. You know, it's like, but people weren't doing, I mean, I guess maybe there were some people who ruined it for everybody else, but like the more they tighten the screws, the more it feels like, oh, well, this all fucking sucks. I don't want to follow these rules. You know, I I don't know. That happened up here. And the one thing that was like, great is that golf courses were open, not necessarily to play, but you could go walk the golf course, which is like very nice and civilized and the maybe it was like two weeks ago, the golf course actually opened and they weren't shut down in New York. And my hubs, this is literally that golf course being open was our personal distancing for two hours a day. He would go to walk the golf course and I would go do something else. And that was like our break. Um, I love him. He's been a great quarantine partner, but like everyone needs a break. And then he went and the golf course opened and people started playing and they were playing in foursomes with people who clearly don't fucking live together. And he said that there were these like four four guys who were like maybe in their early 20s and they were just so breaking every single rule that he lost his mind and went up to them and was like, you're very wrong. This is very bad what you're doing. You're going to ruin it for everybody. And the next day Cuomo shut down all the golf courses because as we said, clearly we cannot have nice things. Okay, first of all, there, there's something there's something deeply wrong with men in their 20s who golf. I'm sorry. You have to wait till you're 40 to do that shit. Otherwise, like you're a, you be a professional golfer or you wait until you're 40. Otherwise, that is extremely suspicious and I do not trust you. <laughs> to me, this is like the good, you know, like when you were in, in like elementary school and the teacher would be like, okay, if everyone sits still for five minutes with their heads down, everybody gets recess. And it's like all the good kids are like sitting down, like hunkering down, being quiet. And there's that one badass kid that's like smacking gum and like rapping and like doing backflips <laughs> on his chair. And we're all just pissed at this kid because we don't get recess. Um, yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like the good, I feel, I, I'm like getting triggered back to like my experience in third grade, <laughs> literally. Um, so yeah, I mean, it sucks. Ultimately, it could suck more. We could be in like the Javits Center, like gasping for breath. So, yeah, truly. That is true. Things. Absolutely. You know, this this conversation reminds me of the opening scene of the pilot of 30 Rock when Liz Lemon stands in line to buy hot dogs and a guy oh, tries yeah. to cut the line. And so she buys all the hot dogs All the hot dogs. and she goes, I'm giving them to the good people. That's how I feel right now. I feel that so deeply. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what do you guys, do you guys wear masks when you go out in public? Is it something that is, well, Ziwa, you haven't left your apartment in three weeks, but if yeah, you I really don't leave. go out in public. Um, but I, when I do go out in public, I do wear masks. Yeah. My friend, Cameron, um, Stolt, she made, she has like, she makes masks and donates them. And so she gave me a bunch, thankfully. But my, I feel like my reward is just like being healthy, <laughs> right. which is like so lame to say, but it's like, Hey, like I'm living well. I can't complain. I'm, I work from home. Like, I, that's it. Yeah. Alyssa, do you wear a mask when you go out? Absolutely. And I like, 
you know, I don't see many people. I leave the house to go to the garbage dump because we don't have garbage pickup here and occasionally to the grocery store. And like I, the thing about the mask is that I'm a very friendly person. And so when my normal like dump guys see me, I smile and I wave. But now that I have the mask on, I'm literally like the most aggressive waver. Like <laughs> it's me, it's me. Um, but no, I definitely have a very floral, uh, floral mask that I ordered from Etsy. Um, Chic. and I have gloves and I have wipes and, you know, I, we up here, you can only go into the grocery store one at a time. Even Walmart has a maximum of like 50 people in the Walmart at a time. So it's like when I go in, I just feel, you know, the real kicker, the real kicker, the people with the Trump Pence sweatshirts that are like loud and proud, but have their masks on. And I just like, I don't know. I want to, I want to ask them a lot of questions about their day to day, but I just, I leave it there. Oh man. I mean, I I think people will get mad at me for saying this and I'm just going to go ahead and preface it by saying, I think that everybody should follow the local rules set by their municipal leaders and not break social distancing guidelines and wear masks if you have to, obviously. That being said, I hate wearing masks. I do it. Really? I do it. I do it when I go outside, if I am going to be in close proximity to people, but I hate wearing masks. It makes my face hot. I feel like it makes, it's like a perfect place for germs to grow. I don't wander them after every time I use them. So it's like, I feel like it's sort of, I mean, look, I feel like it's, it's reassuring to see other people wearing masks, which means they're taking it seriously. And so it's sort of just like a signifier to me, but Totally. I feel like it it bothers me. I'm more likely to touch my face if I'm wearing a mask. It's like hot and sticky and gross and I hate it so much. But that being said, I still do it because I'm supposed to do it. Maybe for that the greater me, good. For the greater good. Maybe I that would makes like me to- a sheep. I'd like to ask the people who listen to us if anybody has helpful hints for how to wear a mask properly, because I don't know about you. I fog my glasses up in two seconds. And then it's like you have to take the glasses, kind of like let it air out a little bit. And then you put it back on and you breathe again and they like get all fogged up. I don't know what to do. I can't fix it. And I'm a hot mess. And meanwhile, you're touching your face all those times, like all the which time. is the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. True. Oh, the I, other I, thing yeah. that a friend told me for everyone is that if you do wear glasses, you should clean them with disinfectant often because you touch oh, yes. your glasses, not thinking you're touching your face and you're definitely touching your face when you touch your glasses. Totally. Disinfect your phone as well and yep. your keyboard as well, honey. Um, I like wearing masks because it makes me feel like a visual ante. Like I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like that, like Batman, I'm like, oh my God, like incognito, like no one can stop me. I can do whatever I want. Um, so yeah, but that's just my like imagination running wild. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, it's funny because before this whole thing started, I remember being very paranoid about facial recognition software. Yeah. Like no matter where we go, you know, somebody's ring camera is capturing our faces, blah, 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 blah. And now we're living in a world where it's like, are we going to be wearing masks forever? Who knows? I guess like facial recognition software can fuck off if that's the case, because they can't really, <laughs> unless it's like retinal scan type stuff, they can't really find us. Um, so have you personally shamed anybody or pointed out rule breaking among like people that you see out in public? 
like confronted strangers. Yeah. Or said something like, have you made a comment on a friend's like Insta post? I've seen a lot of influencers no. who are still, who are still acting like everything's normal, but yes, I have a friend who, um, gets, who like screenshots everything that people do wrong and posts it on her story. Um, I am not that extreme, but I respect that extremity. I am more of a, if I take care of myself and make sure to tell my friends what I think that is, that's, that's what all I can control. I try not to, um, cyber bully, but I do respect cyber bullies. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> respect cyber bullies. <laughs> uh, okay. I have one more question before we move on to this incredible guest that we're having on uh, Sanity Corner. I want to leave a lot of time for that today. Ziwei, you're a writer. Uh, yes. when, as you're as you're writing stuff now, do you think that like after COVID? We're good. People are going to write about a world before COVID. Do you think we're going to like pretend that people aren't wearing masks around or are new like TV shows and movies going to involve people like wearing masks and social distancing and not going to bars? I think that there's going to be like a succession episode where they're all quarantined in the house and Logan is like beating, like <laughs> beating someone to death for sure. And I cannot wait for this performance. Um, <laughs> Logan so beating I, yeah. somebody to death. <laughs> It'll be like the bottle, the bottle episode of every like sitcom and drama for sure. I'm over bottle. I'm over bottle episodes forever. After this, I want to. Cheap. I know. I know. I want to live in a world where we're just like that didn't happen. We're just going to continue to write an alternate timeline as though, you know, we're not all wearing masks. I don't, Alyssa. What do you think? This is unrelated in a way, but have you guys heard about the book "The End of October" by Lawrence Wright? Yeah, it's about a pandemic that starts in Asia, in Indonesia. There is not enough testing. There is a shortage of supplies. And the vice president leads the response in his book, which he completed nine months ago. And it just came out. So I feel like people made up something that seemed sort of crazy and then it really happened. So how could like, I feel like it's hard to go back. Like, can you imagine watching a show that you know was made after this point in time and watching people hug and being like, what fucking planet are you on? No one hugs anymore. Mm. Yeah. Dystopian. Ugh, I, I truly hate it. Also, you know, there's a bunch of, I think uh, World War Z is about a pandemic that started in China, but yeah. it's a zombie pandemic. Right. Not a, I can't, not I can't a, watch those zombie things. Really? No, no. Watch Train to Busan. That's a fantastic film. Okay. Is it a zombie zombie movie? It's a zombie film, yeah. And it's with the same leading actor from Parasite. Um, and it is honestly, it bangs. <laughs> it is so fun. <laughs> I think, well, I guess like Atlantics, that um, movie from Senegal, that's a, like a sort of like supernatural romance that came out last year that is like gorgeous and amazing. That's kind of a zombie movie too. But anyway, okay, let's take a, let's take a quick break. Uh, now that we've sufficiently talked about how we're the good people and uh, everybody else is the bad people in pandemics. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's do a very special Sanity Corner with a very special guest. Uh, stick around. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. 
for when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Okay, we're back. It is time for Sanity Corner. But before we get to that, um, I want to talk to you guys about our Hysteria Movie Club. It is something we accidentally started, but here's how it works. Follow Crooked Media on Instagram. Every week, we'll let you know in advance what popular and probably old movie we're watching and revisiting. You can watch it. We'll watch it too. And on Sunday, we will discuss who the biggest asshole is and whether or not the movie stands the test of time or like certain John Hughes movies from the early 80s, like we talked about the other week, uh, maybe aren't so great anymore. You can check it out on Crooked's YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions, you can also email us hysteria at crooked.com. And welcome back. This is the part of the show where we tell you the things that we're doing, reading, cooking, talking about that are keeping us sane during this crazy time. I am really excited because this week, one of my, I'd say one of my favorite people, favorite cultural presences, favorite people uh, is here guesting with us to help us stay sane. She is an essayist, a TV writer, and her new book of essays, Wow No Thank You, is now available wherever you order books from online. (laughs) It is Samantha Irby. Welcome to Hysteria, Samantha. Erin, thank you for having me. I can't believe it took me so long. I've been meaning to like beg you to get on, so I'm glad the Corona brought us together. I mean, thank, thank, thank goodness for Corona in a way. <laughs> yes. As a person who doesn't like to leave the house, I mean, I feel like extremely guilty saying this, but I'm uh, thriving, you know? <laughs> my skin looks great uh i've never been happier to see people through screens and not have to like worry about what i'm wearing to see them it's the best what are you wearing as bottoms right now if i can ask i actually have on real pants and underwear because uh i don't know that i would ever have to stand up but in case i did i don't want you to see like anything unsightly. So I did put on real (laughs) pants just in case there's some sort of like fire or emergency and I have to run away (laughs) and you might see what I'm wearing. I think just if you had to ballpark it, what percentage of people on business Zoom calls at any given time are Donald ducking? 80. 80 percent Donald ducking. Yeah. No bottoms at all. Hmm. Yeah. No bottoms. No bottoms. Yeah, I'm going to stick with 80. That's probably too high, but I mean, there's a part of me that really wants it to be 80%. So I'm just going to go with 80. (laughs) Um, First of all, uh, congratulations on the book. Thank you. I have been seeing from your Instagram and also from all of my friends who are reading it and Instagram storying it, uh, that the book seems to be doing really well. Um, How has it been releasing a book during a time when you can't really do book events in person? Um, It 
So I was supposed to like be on tour for two months, which is no one ever talks about how disgusting it is to be on tour for two months and that you're like meeting people and trying to entertain them while in your filthy plain clothes that you have uh, carried from state to state. So that part of it, I'm like, okay, cool. No one has to see me sweat on them in a dress that's like dirty from two states ago. Perfect. Um, but it feel it's a little like riding the line between like disgusting self-promotion and selling this book because I'm under contract to sell this book <laughs> uh, feels a little, a little weird. Like I don't ever want to seem callous, you know, and um, and like, I don't care. But I also am like, well, I mean, since you can't leave your house you may as well read this book that I made. How about that? Um, (laughs) So it's been, it's a little bit, we're in the like winding down portion, which like feels better for me. And I can like not look like a craven self-promotional asshole so much. So it's, (laughs) it's been, it's been okay. It's been okay. That's good. Solid endorsement. Um, I I think... (laughs) I think Alyssa probably can relate to the being on book tour disgustingness. No, I do. But my paperback came out a week before New York shut down. So all of my TV and everything was like, because people were like, Alyssa, we love your book and how you talk about irritable bowel syndrome, but there's Mm -hmm. a pandemic. So you're bumped. And I was like, no, no, I get it. I get it. Of course I get it. Mm -hmm. And so that was that. (laughs) So there was no paperback book tour this time around. (laughs) Except the book, the paperback came out the day that Pfeiffer had his book event in Minnesota. And we have the same uh, editor at the same publisher. And so we did it together. And now this seems insane. But at the time we were like, Hey, so this COVID thing seems like it's happening. So can you just tell people we'll take selfies, but like not behind the table. And they forgot to, and we were such pussies that we didn't stop people. And then afterwards I was like, fuck, we're just like, and then 14 <laughs> days later, I was like, you still feel okay. Like, I still feel okay. So anyway, that oh was my, my book tour. <laughs> yeah. Temperature's good. Temperature's staying within a non feverish range. You know, at the very beginning of this, we were taking our temperature more than once a day. And then we just sort of gave up. We're just like, we don't, I don't know. We don't, we don't know if we have fevers anymore. <laughs> but well, isn't think, it mostly we'll be because okay. we don't take our fevers enough. And so like now I know my baseline is 98.6. Like that's what I am. And mm-hmm. so if I'm 99.4, that's like noteworthy. Right. But it's not like I run hot. I mean, I run hot, but apparently not my temperature. <laughs> I run cold. I thought that I was, I think I'm a vampire. I'm like 96. Really? Really? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, am I dead? (laughs) Am I clinically dead? I was like reading, I was reading something recently that people's body temperatures have been going down. Like evolutionarily. Because we cold. Because it's getting warmer out, right? We're adapting. We don't know why, but my, here is my super morbid question when I learned that is like, okay, every time I watch one of those crime shows, they determine TOD, time of death, by internal liver temp. And if we're assuming that the baseline liver temp is higher than it really actually is, how many murder times are we getting wrong? This Too is many. The, this is the first thought that I had. 
Uh, I'm going to take that one to Olivia Benson later today when I hit my DVR. <laughs> Olivia, hello. <laughs> hey, girl. Um, let's let's get into ways that we're trying to stay sane during this weird ass time. Um, Z-Way, it's been the longest since yes. I've talked to you and I always let our guests go last. So do you want to start us out? What's your sanity corner this week? How am, what am I doing to stay sane? Uh, watching a lot of Jesus Romero, honestly. <laughs> they give me peace. They are just so funny. And so I've been watching a lot of their quarantine shows. Um, yeah, that keeps me sane. Also doing my makeup, which is like alarming and sad, but also like I, I'm learning how to line my lips, maybe. And that is fantastic. I feel like Jesus and Miro are the only talk show hosts that understand how horny this time is. Oh, they are. Yes, they're the Susio boys. So they've just been we've been talking a lot about porn and people meeting their meat. And I'm learning every day. I mean, it is a really it's a it's a horny time. And I appreciate that there's somebody out there being a voice of of horniness. I know I created a fake Instagram, like a Finsta is what the teens call it, to to express my horniness online. And it is it's getting really, really dirty. <laughs> <laughs> How long until your Finsta gets kicked off Instagram for being too horny? You know, pro- tomorrow. <laughs> I'm a day away at any given day. From getting kicked off. <laughs> okay. Um, Alyssa, what's your uh, sanity corner this week? Well, Aaron, you know, I've been giving sanity corners for weeks now. And at first it was about like, how am I preparing myself for this? Right. And it's how am I staying happy and upbeat? Here's the thing. Now I need to feel like I'm not a fucking piece of shit sloth. So I've reverted back to my to-do lists. And so I like map out certain things to do every day so I can go to bed with some sense of like, I did things today that made me a productive person who's contributing to this like household and county and whatever the fuck. But mostly it's that like I put things down. Yeah, I'm proud to be in my county. Um, (laughs) The the thing is, is like mostly I start things and then like I'll be like seven o'clock at night. I'll be like, fuck. I made grapefruit juice today and I add it to the list so I can cross it off so that like I'm not leaving things on the table. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the week, I want to be like... I crushed pandemia. It didn't crush me. Okay. With my to-do lists. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, Sam, do you do to-do lists at all? (laughs) Uh, No, because I don't like to feel bad um, (laughs) for not accomplishing anything. And every time I make a to-do list, it just mocks me um, until I throw it away because I don't ever get anything done. You're not making the right to-do lists then because if you're not adding put paper, put toilet paper on paper roll, then you're not thriving. Oh, can I make a list that's like moved cup to dishwasher? Yes. It's about you. I'm going to start that. I am going to start that. And you can add making the list to the list. Yes. I need need all of the boosts I can get. Piece of shit to-do list by me. A piece of shit. One, make list. Two. (laughs) Like my to-do list for today just says Sam Irby. What the fuck did I have to do for you? Nothing, but you're on my to-do list. So now you're off. Hey, shout out. This makes me irrationally happy. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I don't have to-do lists, but um, Sanity Corner this week is I have, at the beginning of pandemic, was like, 
it would become 5 p.m. and I'd be like, I got to have a glass of wine. It's time. I got like coffee time and then wine time. And I got to a point where I was sort of like, yeah, drinking alcohol almost every day can really like mess with your brain chemistry. So I'm taking a break from alcohol for part of my sanity hmm. corner. I'm also waking up. Brave. Yeah, I know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I'm also waking up early and taking a walk first thing. And I'm also going through the New York Times recipe app and bookmarking every Allison Roman recipe. And I'm going to go through, <laughs> I'm going to go through all of them and make them all. Um, nice. I made the sheet pan chicken. That is like the yogurt, the chicken that's marinated. With the chickpeas? In the- Yes. I just I just printed that one out. I don't bookmark. I print, but I just did Oh, that. it is what it is supposed to be. It is great. Awesome. Looked good. Uh, Low carb. Samantha, <laughs> are you... Uh, are is you, this a sponsored podcast? No, it's totally... I don't... No, no it's I, people I, who are too cheap to buy the book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, the book is... The book looks has a little bit of a... It looks a little smug to me. I'll save us all. I tried to buy the book. It was back ordered like three weeks. So I just started printing shit from the New York Times. <laughs> Are you going to bind it yourself as well? I'm going to put that on my to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> Home bind Allison Roman book. Um, okay. Sam, what are you doing to stay sane right now? And uh, is it working? So uh, this is specifically for you because I know how much you read. Uh, and I didn't want to be like, oh, I read books for sanity, but I do. And the thing is, when I'm like writing my own stuff, I don't read anyone else's books because I either get intimidated because they're so good and I feel like, whoo, I got to quit. Or <laughs> I find myself like mimicking other people. So now that like I'm done writing for a minute. Um, I have been reading more and I read mostly fiction. And I just read this book called Under the Rainbow by Celia Lasky. It's about um, a fictional Kansas town that's like the most homophobic town in America. And uh, I promise you it's like funny and uplifting. Um, And a like gay task force moves in to like infiltrate the town. And it's really good and really funny. So I've been trying to read as many things as possible and avoid the news. Um, And so far, it's keeping me mostly sane. Yeah. Are you in, are you in Michigan right now? Yeah. I'm in, uh, Kalamazoo, which is like there, Southwest Michigan. Were there protests and stuff there? Not, not here. Although we're, we're like an hour and a half from the Capitol, which is where the protests were. Um, and it makes like, I think the most terrifying thing, like other than catching the virus itself is knowing that like people like that live down the street and those are the people uh, we are dependent on to uh, not die. So I'm feeling a little, it's a little stressful to think about uh, who's around and what they believe. So I mostly have been diving into like fictional worlds and also like listening to Fiona Apple's new record. <gasps> oh my God. The bolt cutter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Love. I, I'm yeah. so glad you brought that up. Love. Uh, Love. How, how many times have you listened to it all the way through? Uh, 
a hundred. No, I don't know, like 20 maybe. I do get yeah. stuck on some songs and just repeat, 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 which is. Tamika. Yeah. That, yes. yes. And drum set. Drum set is like so good. Yeah. So Under like the that table. and reading. Oh yeah, yeah, under the table. Under also the table. Also, so good. Ah, oh. so yeah, the new Fiona Apple album. I um, was one of the one of those things that like you know a lot of times I think a lot a lot of really good art. I can appreciate it, but I'm like, oh, this isn't for me. You know, it's like you know some great like male director did some great thing, but it feels like it's it's his thing for people like him. This just felt like a something that is for women who have lived through some shit and seen some shit yep. and can continue to be like, yes, I am a little crazy, but I am fine with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The new Fiona Apple album. The best. So good. So good. Um, all right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Hysteria. Now that we're stuck inside, Sam, I need to have you on again. There's Come like back. Anytime. Oh, but you can't like ask me about political things that you need to like be smart to know. Okay. I'll just make a note in here. Stupid (laughs) shit only. Yeah. It'll be on my, it'll be on my to-do list. (laughs) 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 Um, Samantha Irby, thank you so much for coming by today. Thank you to Z-Way. Thank you to Alyssa Mastermonico. And look at Alyssa's crazy list that she's holding up. Just zoom in and see what I put on that list, baby. I mean, just just picture it. Picture like, yeah, a beautiful mind, but like on a, on a notepad. Um, And thanks to all of you for tuning in and listening this week there will be more hysteria for you next week hysteria is a product of crooked media caroline reston is our producer our editor is sarah barrett and kyle seglin is our sound engineer thank you to juliet beckstrand for production support and to our digital team elijah Cohn and nadina malconian for filming and editing our video content every week so any get your gun Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com.